Hello, welcome to Chess Talk, episode 265. We're back. Thanks for being patient with us on our much-needed week off. It's just the two of us. I'm here, Cody and Brittany. Hello. Chloe's over here, too. I should joke one week and be like, it's just the two of us, and it's me and Chloe, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, we're back. I'm playing chess against a robot while this is all happening, and we're going to talk about where we've been. Where in the world is Bernadette? That was that movie, right? You're like conflating the Bernadette movie and where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. What was the Bernadette movie called? I don't know, but not that. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Where'd you go, Bernadette? I, even, I, I feel like, like my we title just better. we saw this trailer like once. No, it was there was a lot of marketing for it. Mm. Anyways, talk about that. Talk about a new TV show talk about a movie a movie that isn't a chick flick oh and yeah let's get into it so uh, where were we last weekend brit um in the mountains yeah we drove about an hour hour and a half east southeast yeah a couple thousand feet up <laughs> yeah what was the elevation uh at the summit which was a little bit higher than our campsite mm-hmm. was just under eleven thousand feet yeah so we were probably at about ten nine thousand feet elevation yep. at the campsite. Felt like it. Yeah, <laughs> that it's... first walk after stepping out of the car. <laughs> Just I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was re- it was very cool. <laughs> very cold. Yeah, we it kept st- like being sunny and then like raining at the same time for like two minutes, and then it would get like cloudy and windy, and then it was just cold. Yeah elements yes. and yeah we just stayed one night because it wasn't a it wasn't the holiday weekend that we stayed so mm-hmm. we just wanted a quick little getaway and just sit at a campfire that's really all we did the whole time that's, that's just, all we did like we walked chloe around the lake a little bit that mm-hmm. night and then came back and had dinner and drank beer in front of the campfire red you read more than i did i think i was just playing cards on my phone you sure were I was reading a little bit, and then I think you started talking to me, and then I put my book away. And I was like, what's the point? I talked once. I know. And then I was reading. Because you always, like, don't talk to me until I start reading something, and then you just want to talk to me. So I just make myself ready, just in case. And then I never talk to you again. Yeah. But I knew if so, I picked it up again, you would start talking again. So what you should do is... Never read ever. No. When you want me to leave you alone, pick up a book for like five minutes and I'll come talk to you and then I'll disappear for like six hours. Because <laughs> that's apparently what happens whenever you try and read, I guess. Yeah. But only the first minute or so. Only until you break your desire. Mm-hmm. Amped. It was cold that night. You couldn't fall asleep. Or you could fall asleep, but you couldn't stay asleep. I Because we went to bed at like... 10 or 11 we're cool it was 10 okay well anyway i fell asleep pretty quick when we went to bed and then i woke up at like one o'clock for some reason and then i was up the rest of the night because it was cold it was cold it was like 30 it was degrees windy so it kept getting loud and then i would try to adjust and then i would get like a shooting pain in my hip or something because i'm an old lady 
And we were just on sleeping bags. On the ground, yeah. Yeah. We need, like, Real camping. Yeah. That's what we were doing. There were so many, like, RVs. Yeah. That's what, that's what you do when you live close to camping, is you invest in But I feel comfort. like, what's the point of camping comfort. if you take a house with you? Because you can still be outside... 80% of the day. I'm not knocking it. Like, it's just me being jealous that I can't afford I was about a fucking, to say, tr- fucking RV. I think if we were just handed an RV and a place to store oh, it, yeah. you would be like, yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'll just totally two. being an asshole right now, but I didn't realize the prominence. And, like, I do feel like there is a certain charm to just tent camping. Mm-hmm. You're, like, not hipster, I guess, but, like, that same thing where it's, like, you have it worse off. But you're like taking the high ground on it and looking down and the people are like, fuck, we're just comfortable over here. <laughs> That's yes, you with camping. I'm an asshole. That is the best way to summarize it. Uh, I am a jealous asshole. We forgot to bring cash. And so right when we got there, we yeah, realized that. And you can, There's no service in the mountains. And there's this thing here about not transporting firewood. I'm sure it's everywhere because it's just introducing different i think it's a fucking i see the environmental impact of it but with my very limited knowledge of the environment but i just don't get because so you had to get you had to pay for the firewood from like a camp host it's mm-hmm. cash only yeah. or checks yeah we don't have that and so i had to drive once we got there pretty much unloaded a few things and then drove 30 minutes out mm-hmm. to the closest gas station mm-hmm. and it's like they have firewood there yeah how different is the wood there compared to 30 minutes up in the mountains i don't know and no one checked no one i know came by and was like is that is that the it's camp- not like it's a law or a rule it's just strongly encouraged that's it all i'm saying is because 30 minutes are 30 minutes back and it's just like a fucking boring it is a boring drive i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty when you're a passenger i bet yeah but when you're the fucking driver or like you can't go too fast mm-hmm. there's turns and shit it's not great yeah alone there's no service so spotify wasn't working i know mm-hmm. first world problems over mm-hmm. here what i'm saying is the last stop before we go camping again i'm just gonna fucking buy a bunch of bundles okay <sighs> that's fine uh yeah then we just or we just bring cash with us yeah well who wants cash yeah not in these days there's a coin shortage and you can transfer the coronavirus to each other with with cash yeah that's very true that was also part of the reason why i like was like maybe they won't be doing it because coronavirus now we're in utah we we weren't in salt lake county or whatever we We were were rural utah yeah and then yeah we just woke up tired she clearly woke us up at like woke me up at like 6 30 or whatever and it was fucking cold um yeah we just chilled uh i don't know we still don't know because she was chained up essentially i think she liked the cold that's all i mean she liked the cold but she was chained up and was like trying to hunt every single second and couldn't i was surprised she didn't like break her neck like pulling so hard i think if she had her prong collar she would have like crushed her neck Mm -hmm. because she ran a couple times and like got yanked yanked back yeah crazy uh there were so many squirrels and chipmunks. Mm-hmm. And I think the chipmunks kill. more so. Yeah. Freaked out because they were the small squirrels. They and... were ballsy running through our campground, running by her. They know. They know that she's locked up. Yeah. Hope you had fun. 
Yeah, I mean, the next day, it literally snowed, like, heavy snowfall. The day after we were there. Yeah, not that's like what I mean. the next morning. Yeah. The day after we were there, it was the snowing. Day after we left, because we left at, like, 11 or so, because it was a Sunday, and we had to work the next day. We had to get groceries, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like, heavy snow the next day, and it mm-hmm. was, like, high of 40s or something. It mm-hmm. was... We were not prepared for that, no. so... I picked the last good weekend, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I'm sure it was nice this weekend. Mm, probably cold. Yeah, but it was still, like, 100 degrees yesterday mm, down yeah. here, yeah. so... Down here in the Hell Valley. Have you done anything else since camping? Work. Mm-hmm. You baked again? First time in, like, three months? No, I made bread a couple times since we've been here. Oh, yeah, but that was for, like, dinner shit. It wasn't yeah. just to make bread. Yeah. Yeah, I made a tart. Nothing crazy. It was frustrating. I hate making pastry. But whatever. It turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You almost beat a video game. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was waiting for. Okay. Uh, I keep forgetting to mention, but I did beat Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. I 100%ed it. That was a while ago now. Uh, a couple weeks ago now, yeah. Just, I think it was because I beat it just before the episode where we recorded with Rob. And mm-hmm. so we didn't bother talking about what we've been up to because Rob. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I am, I would say, more interested in the second game now that I've beat the first one, obviously, just because I like where, what they kind of hinted at towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was amazing, not nearly the level of God of War or Spider-Man as far as PS4 exclusives go, but I did enjoy it. Like I said, I got 100% in it, so whatever that says about my enjoyment. Um, but if I had to rate it, I'd probably give it just about 7. Okay. 7 Still out good. of 10, I don't know, machine mothers. Sure. Mm-hmm. That means something to me. Yeah, but like I said, or like you said, it's still good, but... I don't think I would buy a PlayStation just to play that game. or And I don't think I'm going to buy a PS5 just to play the sequel. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other exciting stuff? Not really. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's talk about The Boys. That just the came boys. out. Season 2. Uh, boo, 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 boo. What I just now learned, I had a feeling, and it's confirmed, not all of the show or episodes are out. Yeah. They're releasing them. Um, they release three right off the bat, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be weekly after that. Oh. Yes. That's lame. Uh, it's smart. Mandalorian did it, and yeah. I think shows are recognizing that it actually keeps your... Because as opposed to everyone binging it in one weekend, it's like you keep people coming back to your website, and mm-hmm. that's what gives you the money, the ad clicks, and money. Yeah. So... That's what they're doing. People talking about it. Exactly. Like, oh, what is the show that they're talking about? Oh, mm-hmm. we're eight weeks into this show. I should go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get or, it. Like, if someone just discovers a show and like it's coming out week by week, it feels less daunting as opposed to like, oh my god, there's three seasons that have just dropped. Like, mm-hmm. I need to watch yeah. twenty, thirty hours. And I'm sure there's an argument to be made about binge watching being unhealthy. I'm sure. I don't know. I would say as someone that frequently does it is unhealthy. I don't know if it's unhealthy. I would just say, at least for me, it lends to like a less staying power for the show. I would say like if you binge a show, you very quickly forget 
the moments of mm-hmm. the episodes and things like that. That's not my concern. I know it's not, but I would say like that would be my argument against binging is like so we watch the first two episodes mm-hmm. and then I guess we'll be stuck with two episodes after. We'll we'll be able to watch three and four again for next week and then after that we'll be mm-hmm. stuck on the one episode yeah. of the boys per week. Mm-hmm. Which is annoying, but yeah, spoilers if you haven't seen any of it. The first episode, no butcher in it until the very end. Uh, do you think that really mattered too much? Or did you enjoy being able to catch up with every other character first? That. Yeah. I find him a frustrating character. And I know that's probably the point, is that he's not like a likable dude. But it was a nice break. A woo. Well... What? Why do you think he's frustrating? Like, because he's just very much about his own goal. He's very like one-dimensional, he's or not, not even directed. that. He's just very selfish. Yeah, which I get that he's got a shitty past, but there's this community feel within the rest of the group where they all have their own shitty past, but there's a greater purpose here. And I feel like Butcher is very selfish. Yeah, because it's he kind of like uses that community to his advantage whereas the other people are trying to build each other up yeah and we see that in episode two but we'll get into that Mm -hmm. um like whereas everyone else could easily approach it the same way where huey lost robin he could very much make it just about revenge but he demonstrates very compassionate understanding reactions towards everyone else's trauma i guess i think it also helps that he replaced robin (laughs) I know it wasn't a quick thing because it's probably been over the span of months, but still. Yeah. (laughs) He he moved on. Yeah, but he still like, I'm sure he still thinks about her and the impact of what happened and his understanding of the world greatly changed after that. Yeah. But he was able to channel it into a more healthy, maybe not healthy, but Mm. productive (laughs) use of his talents whatever they may be does he have talents i mean i feel like he demonstrated some kind of like usefulness in the last season or else why the fuck would butcher need him butcher's a very pragmatic person he was again in episode two he definitely seems like he's leaning towards not having him around so oh yeah that's just because he upset the power balance and is willing to call out butcher for being a selfish asshole which mm and frenchy never did Right. M.M. did, but was still, like, blindly following him. Right. But then, you know, in episode two, the thing we'll talk about later, they kind of were just like, no, we're a group. We're a yeah. team. Fuck you. She's one of ours, yeah. Mm-hmm. Annie is dealing with Vought and being part of it. It. I felt like that seemed an odd way for them to start her season, I guess. Like, the season ended with her and Huey saving A-Train and stuff, and then she's just, like, right back in it. I don't know. I was expecting her to be more detached from the Vought sort of empire, but... I feel like she can't now that she is. Yeah, now that she's in it. And yeah. Especially with A-Train being out and the Deep being out. Mm-hmm. Translucent is dead. Mm-hmm. Not much Seven to go around. Mm-hmm. Like, the only way out is if they force you out and ruin your life. Or you die. Yeah. There is no clean break from the seven because it'd be bad pr like why would someone willingly leave the seven doesn't have a good 401k package there's no retirement plan they don't need a retirement plan because they never die yeah because they have a, <laughs> they have fucking tv shows they're fine yeah 
Girls get it done. Yeah, we have Gus <clears throat> Breaking Bad. I think his name is Mr. Edgar or something in this show. Yes. Uh, Stan. I swear that someone was named Edgar. Stan Edgar, yeah. Oh, okay. So his last name is Edgar. Okay. Yeah, Stan Edgar. Fuck. Juan Carlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was a um, interesting first episode, I guess. You it said... was very much a lot of exposition and build-up, which understandable it's the first episode of a new season and time passed here's what happened right it was just interesting to see where the pieces fell and what sort of things are going on now that the boys are out and about and known by Vought and hunted they're probably on like fbi's most wanted list Mm -hmm. or cia's yeah i'm looking at the pictures of the episode just to remind myself and there's the the helper what's her name homelander's helper madeline stillwell's replacement ashley ashley when she was trying to find a replacement for the seven Mm -hmm. and she showed him a blind superhero and (sighs) homelander seemed to be into it and then he just popped him in the side of the head and deafened him momentarily and just he bled so goddamn much (laughs) that scene was so dark but also funny in a way that made me they like wanted you to realize how one single injury could make Daredevil an irrelevant superhero. It's been a like I know they've used that against Daredevil before. Where like yeah. you just make a bunch of loud noises and shit. Yeah, he's incapacitated. Yeah, he can't. But no one's anything. ever just like let me just destroy his eardrums permanently. Yeah, like why has no one done that? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think with Daredevil it's like he would still be able to like feel vibrations and stuff but mm-hmm. it's just that like sudden shock because his ears are so sensitive that it's like mm-hmm. you're gonna die in a fight mm-hmm. yeah it's such a homelander and his homelander way being brutal about no cripples ever will mm-hmm. be in the seven mm-hmm. so they set up this kind of story arc of homelander wanting to decide who's in the seven to yes. me and then i guess we can talk about it where he's met his son now yes who thinks he thinks that his son has superpowers because Homelander hasn't really grasped that concept of Compound V being like what makes people super and not just they're born with it. Not maybe she's born with it. Maybe think, it's maybe it's Compound V. I'm pretty sure he knows that Compound V like is why he has superpowers. But does he realize that it doesn't just like genetically transfer? I don't know if anyone knows that yeah but i but he's definitely of the understanding that that's what happened my son's a superhero which no i mean at least not that we can not see that, that we know right. i'm assuming he's not because yes. we haven't been told in this universe that someone with compound v can produce a child that has superpowers without I, yeah. giving them compound v it's not even something that's ever been discussed yeah. superhero children mm-hmm. or like superheroes having children i guess yeah so i'm of the understanding that his son is just a normal fucking kid but are you with this line of thinking do you think that he wanted a son so that way his son could replace him in the seven i think that he wants his son to be in the seven and that's why he is visiting him and trying to understand what his powers are in a subtle way Mm. subtle as homelander can be yes subtle as a super strong i expected (laughs) homelander to come in grab the sun take him flying and then just drop and be like i know you know how to fly 
because you're I, my son. I expected that to happen already. I think that's going to happen. I, I expected it to happen already. That's why I said subtle. Because yeah, he didn't just straight up be like, go fucking fly. He's going to... Because that's like the reoccurring thing with Homelander is like he gets pushed and pushed and he gets more and more frustrated. And that's mm-hmm. when he snaps. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen with the son is yeah. that he's going to continue to try and ask him and get him to show his powers and he won't. And so he's just going to like... Force him. Try and drown him. Try and throw him in the air and see what his son does or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he won't willingly let him die, but he's gonna push his son to his limits mm-hmm. to try and force those powers and out of him. Almost kill him, if not kill him. Oh yeah, he's that kid's gonna have more trauma than he already does. Mm-hmm. I expect him to be very focused on his son having powers and wanting him to be in the seven because he seems very much controlling. Yes, to say the least. Yes, in a uh, diplomatic way. We also catch wind of a super terrorist that yes. showed up, and I guess we could just roll into episode two. We also saw Annie and Huey having an awkward talk. We're not really sure where their relationship is at. They're just kind of allies in, you know, she's very upset that he lied to her for so long, but right. she knows he's not a bad person. It's just, I think they both- she also sees the evil that Vought does. I think they both still want a relationship. It's just, yeah. they're mending they're mending he's also wanted she should be trying to kill him you know usual usual relationship relationship. things it's normal i remember when relatable supposed to kill me good times was yeah the long game uh yeah we have butcher back in episode two figure out um where the season one ended yeah with like the cliffhanger like that was pretty much it and Homelander just kind of immediately took him. and He just yeeted him over. to a fucking, like, Olive Garden knockoff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, some Italian. I can't remember what Tony it was Tony Cicero's. Yes, that sounds right. We have Starlight showing off the new hero, Stormfront. Because she was introduced in episode one. Yeah, she is a new member of the Seven to replace Translucent after Translucent's amazing funeral. And she's from Portland. Her name is Stormfront. And she introduced herself as a member of the Seven on Instagram Live. I thought it was Facebook Live. I think it was Instagram. Mm-hmm. No one uses Facebook. Anyway, she is definitely a character. Don't know what else to say. But girls get it done. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care about that motto. She... I'm not sure how I feel about her. I definitely like that it's very much a good commentary and parody of how female celebrities are treated right in hollywood right in the world and it's what every female celebrity probably wants to say when they're being interviewed and asked what it's like to be a woman superhero and (sighs) relatable yeah i'm sure that she has the bluntness i guess i can't think of the right word like she's doing this because she was handpicked by edgar and so she knows that from the top level of this organization she has support she'll be okay mm-hmm. and so she can show up and kind of rock the boat mm-hmm. and she'll be fine i think that's the only reason why she's doing as much as she's doing if anything edgar straight up told her to do this and yeah. be shitty yeah which i want to know why <laughs> yeah we haven't seen him since the first episode and yeah. just that one scene so i am mm-hmm. interested to see what's going on there what do you think starlight is trying to do with the compound v do you think she's really just trying to get it out to the news press that's it isn't she giving it to huey uh, that was like to... their whole plan in the first episode is that she gets compound v for him okay so what's 
his point? What's his plan? The boys are going to expose. That's it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's their plan. I feel like in the somewhere, someone in the boys is going to try and use the compound V for themselves. Who? I don't know. Maybe it's Huey. Maybe he feels like inadequate and wants to actually do something as opposed to just being on the back burner. Nah, I don't know. That's what I think mm-hmm. is what they're going to build up to. Okay. Is him like, even if he doesn't do it, I think that he's going to have that thought and that kind of like temptation. If anything, I could see that happening as they try to expose it and be like, this is compound V. This is what it does. And no one really believes them. So Mm -hmm. he uses it to demonstrate it. Right. That's the only way I could see that really happening. Because I don't, maybe I'm just giving him too much credit. I don't think he would do that. I think maybe Butcher would to get revenge on Homelander and be able to beat him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that too. But Mm -hmm. I just think we're going to see it more and more with Huey where he's just ineffective in combat and stuff and people not giving him respect and he's going to get sick of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to, I think that's what his character progression is going to be for this season. Yeah. I think him having superpowers would be a good new thing to kind of develop in the third season, which we know is coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's be what interesting. I think. The soup terrorist is Kimiko's brother. Yes. Mouse. I guess is his name that she... It's his nickname. That's what she refers to him as. And we mm-hmm. learn that Kimiko is mute. Yes. Because she can hear and understand people. I mean, I feel like we already is... knew she was mute. She never talked. But I don't know if that was just because she didn't know the language, though. I feel like I've never... It's never been mm-hmm. discussed or established, like, her comprehension as far as the English language. Mm-hmm. Like, she's learning how to read and write now, but I don't know. It just... To me, I was just like, okay, she just can't speak English. And so she's just, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Frenchie talked to her in French. And that's what got her attention, got her to help. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. What are you reading? About the comic to see how long it is. How long is it? Just says like based on the comic of the same name. Yeah. It's like the first <clears throat> main run. Oh, 72 issues. Yes. Yeah. So it ran for six years. So I mean... It has some, it has some meat in it. Mm-hmm. I guess Huey was drawn to look like Simon Pegg, who plays his dad in the first season. That's who his dad was. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I kept thinking, I was like, his dad is like some big person. Simon Pegg. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Looking at the cover. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else happened in episode two, because A-Train confronted starlight about compound v i feel like the starlight storyline was a little slow but i really like this kind of mutually assured destruction between the two of them where if either one of them speaks speaks the other one goes down with them i don't know and i think a train took that heart because he cares way more about his lifestyle and the stuff he has and Mm -hmm. he knows starlight doesn't so that's why he backed off Mm -hmm. yeah and we had probably the best scene so far do you know Which what one? scene I'm talking about? No. Oh, the Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah, on the IMDb page, Patton Oswalt is just credited as Gills. Yeah, he, that's what he is. The deep. I feel like some... the deep is the most frustrating character because he's such like a piece of shit, but he gets all the best scenes. <laughs> and Gills explained his character mm-hmm. and why he is such a terrible person. Which. I enjoyed it, but I still don't see how he's relevant to what's going on in the story right now. And maybe they're just kind of 
they know he's a funny character and they want to include him for that. He's going to come back. I know, but like right now he feels really unimportant. But how else are they going to incorporate singing gills? I really think... Who's the actor that plays the deep? Uh, Nick something. Nope. Chase Crawford. Yes. I was like, he's like a famous... I think he was in Gossip Girl or something. Got it. Um, But I really liked a duet between Chase Crawford and Patton Oswalt as Gills. Mm-hmm. It was very different. This show is giving us very original, you know, <laughs> situations. Yeah. That never going to see again, you know? Right. Never thought I'd see a woman during sex finger someone's gills. Different. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not to love. Something for everyone here. Yes. You got women getting penetrated, men getting penetrated, the whole nine yards. Anyway, it's a good show. It's still good. It's fun. It's different. I'm enjoying it so much more than I ever expected to because right. I just don't care. About superheroes, typically. Yes. But <clears throat> here you are. Mm-hmm. And I think Stormfront is only gonna help and it's um gonna go up from here as far as the story because i i feel like after these two episodes we have kind of like the building blocks for the season in place and so now we can finally start getting into the meat of it all Mm -hmm. on the imdb ratings the first episode has 8.6 then it's 8.3 then it's a 9.4 wow so that to me screams like okay stuff's gonna start happening Mm -hmm. so i am interested uh, I think this year for television has been pretty solid. I am surprisingly. Yes, next year we're going to be crying, but this year we got good TV to fall back on. So yeah, we'll talk more about it next week and continue to go through it until we're done. But we got a big, bigger topic that I am excited to get into because we saw a movie. We went to a movie. I theater. would like to put a little asterisk and say we social distance and wore our masks the whole time yes wore masks for the entire three hour (laughs) ordeal yes yes yeah it was there was no one within like 10 feet of us if even that that close yeah Yeah, because it was like one of the large stadium seating area for the theater and there was maybe 10 people in it yeah i just (laughs) want to make sure people know we weren't being stupid yeah no there were plenty of space everyone was wearing masks mm-hmm. so but we saw a movie theater and we saw a movie theater we saw a we movie drove theater. past it i mean that in and of itself because we tried to figure out the last time we saw a movie and it wasn't probably with star wars yeah it was star wars yeah. definitely for me most likely for you because mm-hmm. i saw it on new year's day and you saw it opening night which is like don't December. Remind me i just did so yeah we i don't think we've seen a movie since then i can't think of one and so we saw Tenet. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. If that wasn't obvious because right. it's the only movie that came out. Yeah. Uh, but Basically. I am very glad that this was the movie to break it because I think this definitely was better off seeing in theaters. I think. I can agree. Given, I think the score alone. The score was fantastic. Yes. And just, you need the movie theater It's like why Dunkirk was amazing. Yes. Because it was, you you saw it in a theater. Who else did that? I don't, I don't think it was a Nolan movie. You sure? Yeah. It was Christopher Nolan. Really? It was. He did Dunkirk? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Do you not remember how shitty the sound editing in that was? No, it was actually amazing because it was supposed to be just like 
loud and you can't understand anyone that because loud war happening around I know, you it's a stylistic thing for him and it just it happened to work in dunkirk but it it's worked a, in dunkirk it's a very reoccurring thing yes let me i think if he was ever going to do it it would be a war movie where okay yeah that's cool i get it this movie i couldn't understand a goddamn thing anyone said and that's really hard when it's a very high concept concept it's a high concept movie <laughs> that i really wish i could understand what they were saying besides and also my son including my son whatever (laughs) but even like i didn't i only missed like maybe two or three scenes i would say like early on in the train like when he's being like tortured and the train shit like yeah you're not i have no idea what he was happening even aside from that it's like it's a high concept movie but he didn't want to explain it I feel like he did everything he could to just sort of yada, yada, yada. Which... The science of Whether the or not that's in his intent doesn't mean it's okay, in my opinion. You, if your intent is just like, you don't need to understand the mechanics of this. Well, that doesn't mean it's a good movie. No. But I think I, someone on Reddit said it, but I think he had this really cool like vision of like a building like exploding, but then being rebuilt at the same time. And then he was like, I want to make a movie about that. Or he <laughs> wanted to drive an airplane into a hangar. And I was like, how do I get that yeah. to a movie? I just feel like he had these really cool like visual concepts in his head and wanted to make a movie about it. And it was a very high, high IQ concept that he just was like don't worry about how it works just look how cool it is which you know to be fair it does look really cool when it's executed the way he did it yeah but does it make sense fuck no (laughs) that doesn't make sense so you you as a moviegoer you like knowing everything i like understanding the mechanics of the world they're presenting Right. I think it's only fair that there's some, you know, whether it, while, while it might be like a fantasy type science fiction, there should be some kind of logic behind it, which, you know, they tried, but did they completely execute? This is how it works, even if you don't have a Scientolo- Scientology. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, I hate myself. Even if you don't have a scientific understanding of these concepts, you could at least like put two and two together and say okay that's how it works i get the mechanics of it but here it just feels like you just kind of have to accept now they're going backwards yes oh okay but how i don't get it i don't get how this bullet is just like there but not i don't know (laughs) i've tried to explain it to you but it doesn't make sense (laughs) it really doesn't i'm sorry but i will say it all looked really cool. What amazes me is like you can get through all of dark and feel like you're getting it. Because it all eventually ties together and but, makes sense and they aren't just saying like you just have to accept that, you know, Elizabeth is her own fucking grandmother. Like they they explain how that works even if you can't grasp the like science behind it and uh-huh. the reality behind it because it's not fucking possible that i'm aware of because time travel doesn't exist that i'm aware of that it doesn't exist yet that we know of because if it exists in the future it exists now because they can come back here unless it's a sort of time travel where it can only happen once it exists 
I and from then I don't know on, what that paradox is called. But anyway, like none but, of that makes sense, but I can still understand the logic behind what they're doing with the story. What my point was <clears throat> is like you got through that and you understood that. That to me seems like the perfect sort of like primer mm-hmm. to a movie like Tenet. Where it's like you can get these weird time travel, time moving paradoxes like mm-hmm. under your belt. And then you can see Tenant, where it's really just you're either going forward or backwards. That's it. But what I don't get is that scene when it's that whole sequence of their whole little heist getting the artifact from that moving vehicle mm-hmm. and then going into that, you know, turnstile. The turnstile where on one side is, you know, what's her face including my son and then on Cat. this it's him and the other guys on his team that are like torturing him like i couldn't reconcile them not happening at the same time and then none of that made sense i still don't get like the timeline of that whole sequence they did happen at the same time but andre and cat were happening in reverse i don't get that like how did they have a conversation still he was speaking backwards. And if you noticed, well, at least I did, it's like he was answering before the protagonist finished speaking even. And so it's like they they were having a very jarring conversation mm-hmm. because Andre knew what he was going for, but he just had to like go through the motions mm-hmm. to get the answers he was expecting. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't get why... She got shot in the inverted world and then brought to the normal world and they were like, we can't fix her here. And so they brought her back to the inverted world. It's not that they couldn't fix her. It's just that it's because of the, like how they mentioned when you're in the reverse time and Mm -hmm. like you can't breathe without an air mask because like the molecules and stuff don't, Mm -hmm. they're, it doesn't work. Sure. I can buy it. The same thing with, like, a wound and, like, mm-hmm. a bullet. Yeah. The way it interacts with you because it went in reverse, like, you can't fix that like you would a normal bullet wound if you're in mm-hmm. your normal time. But if you go back into the reverse <clears throat> time, it's as if you just got shot. And so you can deal with a bullet wound. So why did they go from the inverted world where she was shot to the normal world, figure that out, go back to the inverted world in that little warehouse, and then decide we have to go back to Oslo and go through that turnstile. Why did they have to do that? They had to, um, so they go, they brought her back to normal time just to get her out. And yeah, like and then they realize we can't fix her here. She's going to die. I think everyone but the protagonist knew that, and the protagonist is the one that wanted to get her. And Mm -hmm. so they're like, no, 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 we need to bring her back in there. They brought her back in there so she could heal because she would have more time to heal Mm -hmm. the inverted wound in the inverted time. And then Neil said this, or I've, I want to say, like the military guy, the Tom Hardy kind of looking guy. He said, we can't use this turnstile here again because they're now inverted. They're going back in time. A few weeks ago, it was Andre shit. Mm -hmm. And so they can't stay here for a couple days and then use it this turnstile again Mm -hmm. because andre and his crew will be back here and they're not going to let us use it Mm -hmm. and so they knew oslo had a turnstile that they could use so the only concern was that he would be there yeah they knew he would be there because this is his like warehouse but what i don't get is they brought her back to that turnstile but she was in that inverted world so why did she need to go back to the normal world again because they already decided she can't be helped in the normal time 
are you talking about after Oslo or still like when they're planning? When they're planning, Oslo? like because I get that they can't use the turnstile there because yes, Andre will be there and they yes. will they'll just fucking kill them all. Because the protagonist didn't know this. All he knew was she's over there. I need to bring her over here because I need to protect her. Mm-hmm. And then when he did that, they were like, "We can't heal her. We need to go back through there so she can heal." And that's when he was like, okay, so let's do that. How can she heal in an inverted world if she's still shot? Like, that just doesn't make sense. Because they were able to work on her as if it was a normal bullet wound in mm-hmm. that world. Because they had medical supplies and yeah. stuff. And so they got rid of the bullet and the fragments and stuff. And mm-hmm. they let her heal and scar up. Because it, okay. took, them, it took them a week to get to Oslo. Okay, so, she so had during a... that time, they got the bullet out of yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just... So okay. now you now you understand I, that scene. I guess it not that's not even like the tip of the iceberg. That's just like one component of that scene that didn't make sense. Like Yeah. Just I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just fucking Rick and Morty's too high IQ for me. That's where I'm at right now. Just yeah, I, I don't get it. Cuz there were in the Reddit discussion thread like, we're spending 10 minutes on this one scene, but I think that's very telling of this movie. And, like, a lot of people were confused. And I was mostly confused just with the ending, which was kind of common. It's just, like, who are they fighting and yeah, why? Yeah, who the fuck were they fighting and why? I it don't give a shit. Andre's men, but it's... That was never established. It wasn't established, and we never really saw them fighting anything yeah they were just shooting they at were just things. running and shooting yeah and buildings were collapsing but then not collapsing and that looked cool mm-hmm. thanks christopher nolan that's why to me it's like this is a movie theater movie yes it's very much so a summer blockbuster yes because it's just eye candy i think the dialogue in this movie was rushed and kind of stupid it wasn't rushed dialogue he's just not a good writer <sighs> apparently fuck he's not thought, a good writer but i remember some of his movies being really well written and really like good movies <laughs> so i just need to reconcile that i guess yeah because like i i'm checking inception now and like i don't know if he was the only writer on inception yeah nope he was yeah but that was also another like high concept you don't need to understand it thing. right another one is interstellar yeah i haven't seen that he wrote Memento, yes. which it's only been a few months since we watched that, and I can't remember if I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one was good. I liked The Prestige, but I can recognize that it's not a well-written movie. Right. I think the concept of it was cool and not as high concept as this one. It's like he takes breaks between high concept and just fun movies. Yeah. I would say Dunkirk is his best because it wasn't trying to be this like conceptual... Interstellar yet. Yes, but... I feel like that's another one that's trying to really like be really super intelligent and like crazy world building where Dunkirk is just this very self-contained moment in history from three different perspectives. And it's all about just the visuals and the sound and just that feeling of being in one of those situations. And that was very different Nolan to me. I think Interstellar is, it's, I guess on like the same level of Inception, I guess, or it is like you kind of have to think about it, but it's not nearly as dense as a Memento or um, Tenet, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to swallow because there's only like a scene or two where you have to stop and think about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I would just, my impression of this movie was that he was trying very hard to be super, you know, intellectual and took like a couple different concepts like 
this forward and backwards in time and that um i'm sure you saw it that square with like the anagrams or not anagrams algorithms no it's like forwards and backwards the same word palindrome i think yeah palindrome yeah which all of those words were used in the movie the sador square which i think his last name was sador andre sador yep yeah this where the middle word is tenant i feel like he saw this and was like i want to make a movie like that yeah which that's cool that's how art is inspired Hmm. but i do i think it was a fully cohesive film no but i can appreciate the technical aspects and the acting was good yeah sador arepo Mm -hmm. is one of the words Mm -hmm. tenet opera opera, and rotus i don't know how that was used i remember it being mentioned but i can't remember how maybe in this article i mentioned rotus maybe i don't fucking know Mm mm-hmm Rota security. That's where it was. I used. don't remember the context of that though. They were, they were, uh, the company, uh, for the Freeport security. It was Rota uh, security. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Another highlight, I guess, to me, the biggest highlights of this movie, uh, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. Despite his dialogue and everything, I still think he's becoming an amazing actor. Yeah, we've only I've only seen him in this in Black Klansman that yes. I can think of and loved him in both i think he's very different he's great Mm -hmm. my boy robert pattinson yeah the boys get him now Mm -hmm. he is he is taking his twilight money and having fun with his career and it's panning out love him (laughs) and then the score which you already mentioned yes i think those alone make this a good movie to me i am always back and forth on kenneth branagh and this was definitely like a, a good a good look for him, being a villain. Oh, okay. I, I thought know. he did it really well. Was he a villain? All I heard was him mumbling and then... He was the villain. I think he was very, like, sinister every time he was on screen. He was just very, like, <sighs> stressful. I didn't really get that from him. Cause I did. Cause... He was just a man. He was, he was Bane light to me. I mean, I could see that, but I think the, he played it well. And like, as I, a woman, I was very scared when he would yell and almost beat his wife. Yeah. That was scary. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it just, when you're dealing with these high concepts, time traveling assassins and stuff like that, essentially. And it's like, he's just a guy to me. Like he didn't, nothing about his character. Cause sometimes just being a guy is scary enough, but he wasn't super cunning or i don't know it was just his propensity for violence that's a little unsettling yeah but it's like for most of his violent acts like he had other people do it for him like even his threat has a lot of power I, which is also very scary yeah it just to me it's like it was so much show and not tell you don't understand the female experience i don't but as a moviegoer, again, it was a lot of show and not tell. I just tell. think Kenneth Branagh did a good job. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. No. I can't blame the actor for the, the script. writing. Yes. So I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying him as a character, I wasn't mm-hmm. thrilled about. Yeah. I think he brought a really one-dimensional, if I can't have it, no one can character mm-hmm. to life. Yeah. <sighs> Such an eye roll. My favorite Reddit comment was about the sunscreen <laughs> there was so much sunscreen involved in this finale <laughs> like like i didn't picture sunscreen being such an important plot point in this finale yeah <laughs> oh my god funny 
to me that was funny. Mm. And there was another Reddit comment that talked about how like every Nolan film has this like inspiration or like redemption thing, and like it was Cat's redemption story, mm-hmm. or her and her she was free. I guess. Like, that woman that she saw diving off the sailboat was her, and she mm-hmm. envied her freedom. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is you. You are free, and things yeah. like that. It's just, Nolan's not a great writer, and so they couldn't really convey that in an actual, like, meaning, or mm-hmm. I guess, like, pretty way, I guess. Yeah. I can't really think of the right words to describe it. I'm not someone to speak on this subject, because I honestly don't know and haven't really looked into it, but people say that he just really is bad at writing women. Yeah. Which I think is just a universal problem with writers, but mm-hmm. that's another topic altogether. But I can see that. He just has all these really good concepts that he doesn't know how to fully develop, it seems. If in he a cohesive manner. Actually put his ego down a little bit and hired a team of writers. But he his, could do everything. His movies would be amazing. The concepts are very cool. Just they're not always there. Yes. He needs a solid team of writers that can actually do exposition and... Continuity and logic. Make characters a living, breathing thing Mm -hmm. and not some idea. He has, like, the same kind of problem in a very different way that Aaron Sorkin has, where they can't make people feel realistic, where Nolan just wants them to be very, like, high-concept characters and... Aaron Sorkin wants everyone to feel like they're Woody Allen and can just be really quippy and talk really fast. I feel like they're opposite ends of the spectrum where it's like yes. Nolan can't figure how to make them talk. Aaron Sorkin can't make them like stop talking and stop yeah. like splurging out everything about them yeah. as a character. There's, neither of them can write a realistic person. They're both, you know, make movies that are good in their own right, but they just don't make relatable characters. So what we need is Aaron Nolan... No, because they would just still fuck up. No, because you take the worst and the worst and you combine and it's like, hey, that's not so bad. That's how you get a good? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. I don't know. Maybe people feel differently, but for me, I like a good plot surrounded by developed real characters or else I don't care. So with that, we're going to rate it. The score, 10 out of 10. Ludwig Gorenson. I mean, did you have anything else about this movie? The opening scene. That was cool. Incredible. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Exactly. But I was like, it's the beginning of a movie. I never know what's going on. It's They'll fine. explain it later. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking don't. Still have no idea what the fuck was going on. He was but just. this whole like yes. first song over that scene was really cool, really intense. Couldn't figure out what's going on. Good job. Good opening scene in an action movie. So out of 10, what? Including <laughs> Out of 10 suns, out of 10 sunscreens, out of 10 paintings. Out of 10. What the fuck is the point of that goddamn painting? I just It was don't... the leverage I Sador guess. had against her. I guess. That's it. That yeah. was, It wasn't anything more than that. Yeah, it was a big part of the movie, yeah. but it really wasn't more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, out of 10 Robert Pattinson's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of 10 backpacks. No. Out of 10. Out of 10 sacrifices. Out of 10. 10 uh, i don't know uh, 10 friendships because that's what they have a beautiful friendship Mm-hmm. do you want me to go first yeah i'm gonna give it a 7.5 okay i can explain because i gave the hunt a seven <clears throat> mm-hmm. and whereas that one i said it wasn't great or anything but i 
it did what it wanted to do. And I feel like a seven is kind of the score it was going for. Mm -hmm. It didn't oversell itself. It didn't try and beat something it wasn't. Um, And so that's why I think a seven is good for the hunt. Whereas this movie, it could be higher. Mm -hmm. It could definitely be higher, but the high points, I think, more than make up for it. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a movie I will want to go back and watch. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it again, the score. Yes. This is the first movie score soundtrack since Annihilation and even Arrival Mm -hmm. that I've just gone out of my way to listen to on its own. Like, I listened Mm -hmm. to it on the walk this morning. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that good. And I think that literally makes this movie from an average what the fuck was going on to like it elevates the scenes oh yeah and that's the point of a mm-hmm. good score so that's why 7.5 mm-hmm. above what did average I, rate the hunt? I think you gave it a seven did i i really don't know what i would rate this movie another comment was on reddit uh it's been a day and i still can't decide if this is a three five eight out of ten for me yeah <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at i just don't know I left this movie knowing I liked it. So that... I didn't. I, I know. left it knowing I don't know what I... I don't know. I just don't know. I wouldn't say it's bad. I just... I prefer to understand, at least at a very basic level, the mechanics of what they're trying to do. Give me four hours and we can get through the plot. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't care that much. Let's just watch the movie three more times and then I think you'll get it. That's so much time. And don't even bring up how long of a video I just watched. <laughs> That's why I hate myself because I'll complain about watching a fucking. I don't have time for anything. <laughs> watches a two-hour contrapoints video about drama. Fucking the discourse. Watches is, the discourse is spicy. Watches guys grocery games for four hours. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm learning how to cook better. You already cook amazing. What's there to improve? A lot what are you rating it i don't know i really don't know Is i'm not prepared for this above a five yes okay from there but i would probably never watch it again i'm sorry five is my usual it was good but i'm never gonna watch it again will you watch it again with subtitles maybe i will not pay for it okay i'm just saying that That's... i wouldn't spend more money on this i didn't even spend money on it good thing the soundtrack's free on spotify i'm fucking getting that vinyl that's for goddamn sure (laughs) god damn i want i want the vinyl to be able to play forward and backwards they need to to figure that out i'm sure once no because if it's a double lp it can be a quad lp those exist yeah give me that uh okay yeah that's it for this episode Thanks, everyone, for listening. Sorry we were gone, but we're back. I won in chess, by the way. Woo! I won while we were talking about the boys, and I just couldn't figure out how to bring it up. So, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week talking about more of the boys. Yes. We're going to uh, probably bring back the chick flicks. Yeah. It's kind of just a, we need another topic, so we're going to do it this week. Yeah. So and it'll, I'll watch Tenet for you. It'll be a reoccurring thing. Um, and then more than likely, you're going to check out the new Charlie Kaufman movie yes that we hear good things about there are some good movies coming out uh on streaming that we'll probably be touching on over the next couple months so So get excited Mm -hmm. we'll see you next week tell your dog we love dogs not today we don't what happened to you this morning you want to end on that (laughs) note real fast uh i can do a really brief story yeah uh so to leave you guys this morning i took chloe on a long walk 
typically on walks we see squirrels and chloe gets really excited and wants to kill them if a squirrel is close enough she'll want to run after them and chase them she's on leash the entire time hashtag just dog things yeah i kill um and so this morning she saw a squirrel it was down a hill next to a tree and so like whatever like we're like more than halfway done with the walk we can do a little jog and so we ran and started going down the hill and the squirrel ran up the tree chloe got to the tree i was not at the tree yet squirrel jumped off the tree and ran even further away towards a street chloe's tried to go after it and i was stuck with two options try to keep up which i knew i wasn't going to be able to because i was already starting to like stumble or have the tree break my fall <laughs> So I ran into a tree this morning and a majority of the skin on my right ring finger, the above the knuckle, there's just like a chunk of my skin. I can skin. see your muscle. It's missing. Yeah. <laughs> How fast do you think she pulled you into the tree? I mean, it was like I was running down yeah. that hill. Yeah. And then tree. Was there anyone around? Oh, yeah. Did anyone see this happen? Oh, yeah. There was like a couple behind me, like an older couple that were yeah. walking their dogs. Yeah. It was probably funny for them. So. Oh, I'm sure it was great. And like, I, it's not like I was winded. Like I immediately just like yanked Chloe and started walking again. And I was like, fuck that hurt. Yeah. But yeah, that's how my day started. Yeah. I love dogs. We'll see you next week. Bye.